everybody, welcome. This is Inside Fitness Radio Presents Total Fitness Podcast. My name is Matthew. This is Walter, and we are taking over the co-hosting job ability from uh, from Terry, and we are going to be the new co-hosts for the Inside Fitness Radio Podcast. And um, there you go, prepping yes. around already. Uh, so a little bit of backstory on ourselves. Walter, why don't you explain a bit of who you are and what you've come from? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Walter Young. I am a 64-year-old uh, personal trainer here in Toronto, uh, although I like to use the term longevity coach because when you look like this, longevity is what it's really all about. Um, I'm a competitive bodybuilder. I am in training for my first triathlon. I like to move. I like to kick. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that... Uh, I've been in the business for, for 10 years. I've been fit for 50 years and I just want to continue that sort of lifestyle. And my big thing is helping people my age more than anything, uh, achieve that lifestyle and be able to be better than they were before. Um, that's about it. Uh, you know, get moving. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with me. Uh, obviously not 64, I am the other end of that spectrum. I'm the younger age, but uh, I've been in fitness for uh, professionally for just over 10 years now. And it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I was a competitive bodybuilder. I've switched now into uh, boxing and I used to do powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, sports of various act, uh, sports of various background, whatever you want to call it. Um, but what I do promote now um, as a trainer, as a nutrition coach and all that fun stuff is uh, the sustainability of things and that the gym is not necessarily fitness. Uh, fitness can be a wide variety of things. Walter and I both believe in that and uh, we want to promote that. So that's what we're about. But anyways. Yeah. I, I do want to point one thing out though too. Despite, there's a 40 year old, 40 year difference between our two ages. That's true. But we were the best workout partners you can imagine. <laughs> Toe to toe. Really trying to lift and really trying to accomplish things. <laughs> Matching the intensity. And it was a, ma a magical time. Now he lives <laughs> on one side of the country and I live on the other side of the country. Well, that's it. One of us had to uh, to move out of the bastard. <laughs> Anyways, so what we're talking about today is uh, body positivity and the harmful effects it may have on people. Um, so we've talked about this uh, quite a few times just on our own. Uh, we've had this discussion with dietitians, nutritionists, trainers, educators, all that sort of stuff. And um, what we've come across, this seems to be a very standard answer when it comes to the fitness side of things with body positivity. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today in the sense that body positivity is actually harmful. And uh, what I mean by that is the movement that has come out of body positivity where it from, from what it originally started at to what it is now is, is really harmful. And I don't agree with it anymore. Um, it's not what it used to be. And that's something we need to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, I, I disagree with it myself. Um, I, I think there's a big, the language involved has changed. When it first started, body positivity was about you can go into a gym, you can be healthy at whatever size you are. That it's not about whether we can see your six pack abs or not, but are you moving? What are you doing? And all those sorts of things. It has evolved, however, into you are beautiful. You shine a light from within. And no matter how big you are, it More doesn't than. matter. And while I agree on a spiritual level with that, I have to disagree in terms of health. Okay. We're not talking about 
um, healthy positivity. We're talking about body positivity as a way of not shaming people. I understand that no one should be shamed. And I know of people who have not gone into the gym because they felt that everyone was looking at them. That has to disappear. Yeah. However, to say it doesn't matter that you are wildly overweight, I think is wrong. We're sending a message where health isn't important. Yeah. It's, as long as you're happy. I mean, it's the same. How I happy mean, are you? Underweight as well. It's it's yeah. it's the extremes on both ends. It's overweight, underweight, whatever it is. And like Walter said, I mean, body positivity, at least from the fitness side of things, it's them from, you know, being able to move your body to, you know, the self-love for yourself, the body that you have and being able to move it in the way that you want to move it in. And, um, you know, that it, it, from the fitness aspect, you know, that's completely changed. It's, it's social media has been one of the worst things that could ever come out of this, unfortunately. Back in the 90s and the early 2000s, you had fashion models that were referred to as coat hangers. I, I used to be in fashion. I went to school originally for fashion before I switched things. And um, they were called coat hangers. It was somebody who could wear the clothes well enough that they didn't have like any skin on their, or they basically just had skin on bones and it was to show off the clothing. I hate to say, as a side note, I hate to say it, but if, if all you can do is make clothes that require hanging that way, then you're not <laughs> as good at sewing as you think you are. Someone who can drape material around any size body, any curvature of a body and make that person look good. That's someone who knows how to sew. <laughs> there you go. With the, uh, with the side effects of that, though, obviously, tons of eating disorders came out of that. Tons of backlash came out of the promotion of that from media. And it, it kind of had a brief period where body positivity was actually what it was supposed to be. If you were born with a disability, if you were born with some sort of uh, deformity, uh, didn't care what your skin color was, didn't care what your body shape was, like that, that's what it was. It was to be, hey, you should feel proud of who you are. You should feel okay with who you are. And I'm for that. And then it, it, it got into the facts that, you know, having a little bit of body fat, but being healthy is good for you. It got to the point where, yeah, you, you know, you, you could be lifting weights or you could be running or you could be playing a sport or you could be doing this or that. That's body positivity. And now it's completely shifted the opposite end. It went from one side of things to another side of things. And now you're going on TikTok and you're seeing 30 plus year old people promoting to children on this app. And you're they're promoting to, um, to teens on this app, basically saying it's totally fine to eat whatever you want doesn't matter how big you get because you're beautiful on the inside and that's what matters you're beautiful on the outside too you're so courageous which is really a backhanded compliment in my opinion it's uh they say you're courageous you know you sh if you're 250 plus pounds at the age of 18 and you're only five foot two that's fine people should love you for who you are sure i'm not saying they shouldn't your personality is what makes you up but is that a healthy thing to promote to a teenager who is still developing and wants to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, here, here's the, 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 the issue that people would have with that, though, is that then you end up shaming that child into starving themselves until they get to the point where they never see themselves as small enough. And then we have other issues develop because of that. So, I mean, but that's it, it has to be dealt with very carefully. But that, I believe, is product of body positivity, in my opinion. Like, if that's the product of the, again, yeah, like the 90s. You have to be thin. 
it's still an outcome of body positivity, in my opinion. Okay, here's the gay guy coming out with saying, okay, Judy Garland in the 1930s had to drink chicken soup for days and days and days because she was too fat, and according to the Hollywood people. So this has been around for a very, very long time. Well, I'm, I'm aware yeah. that it's been around for ages. I'm just saying it's it's gone even worse now because now there's the excuse health is actually an eating disorder. Weighing your food is an eating disorder. Yeah, Counting yeah. calories is an eating disorder, which is insane because having a goal is not an eating disorder. An eating disorder would be like, okay, well, I'm going to go puke because I just ate a cookie and I shouldn't have had that. And I want to jump on a bodybuilding stage and I can't have those extra calories. That is hundred percent is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to, to then also say to the same people is like, you know, you're 300 pounds. You should just intuitively eat, eat what you want to eat, eat when you feel hungry. How do you know when you feel hungry? If you're 300 pounds, you don't have any, your hormones are not regulated. It's a feedback loop of basically saying, Oh, I'm hungry. No, I'm, uh, I'm hungry. I need to eat this. But then that makes you more hungry for the same thing because sugar is really but, addictive. But there's also an emotional factor in there because you're probably putting a fair amount of shame because it's societal values. And therefore you're going to eat to cover up that shame as well. And then if there, the loop is, is doubled. Yeah, I well, this is it. I mean, it's trauma. Like it's, eating disorders come from trauma. They come from your childhood, most likely. There, of course, is uh, uh, the chemical uh, component of it in your brain, 100%. And addiction, food addiction comes from that as well. It's been proven in studies. But body, body, body positivity isn't really helping this. To tell somebody who is overweight, obese, that they are healthy, and I'm not saying they aren't. They could be as of this very moment. They could be healthy based on their blood work, based on whatever, the, whatever their doctor is telling them that they're basing that, um, that results off of, are they going to be healthy six months from now? Are they going to be healthy two years from now? Are they going to be healthy when they gain 15 more pounds? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily believe that much in the BMI in, index, but if you go to your doctor and you weigh that, your BMI on its own. I'm not talking about that, right. But it's well, going to say you're not healthy, right? But you, no, but your, your BMI. Your going to take blood tests and say your lipids are high and whatever. Which is something you're not about. healthy. But that's but something to worry about. Are you going to listen to it? Well, and that's the big problem. I mean, first off, BMI, when it comes down to BMI, if your doctor is only basing it off BMI, find a new doctor. <laughs> BMI needs to have a, a vast understanding of what else is going on in the lifestyle we are overweight we're obese according to our bmis i think yeah I, we're either overweight or a man overweight. my age should weigh 25 pounds less than i weigh yeah and you're just muscle like that's all it is so you're overweight according to yeah. BMI. if you look at the lifestyle factors you're definitely not but that's why i mean that's another point but you can't say to somebody whose lipids are completely screwed their cholesterol skyrocketed you can't say to that person, go eat what you want. It's fine to go have, if you feel like you're craving a hamburger for McDonald's, go have 10 a day. But I, I think here's one of the issues because of the political climate, because of, of oh my God, I sound like a conservative. Um, <laughs> because of the political climate, a lot of doctors have reached the point where they're afraid to say to someone, look. So there are other indicators that are given, like you are pre-diabetic to anybody over a certain age who may weigh five pounds more than yeah. they should, because they can say that without feeling like they're going to get into trouble for body shaming. 
Whereas they can't say other things. They can't say, look, you are obese. Yet, you at need the same to time, lose weight. Those same people that would say, your body shaming me for telling me I need to lose weight are the same people that are promoting on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. It's all these kids that are basically being like, I am healthy. I am health at every size. This is what a real woman, man, they, them should look like. Which is horrible i mean you also have tess holiday you know um a plus size model who came out and said she beat anorexia which i'm if she did that's amazing because anorexia again is not necessarily how you look it's technically i mean now it's being said of instead of just being anorexic what she used to be which was very very thin they're saying it's a mental state where she has the hormone imbalance and she has the thought process of being anorexic even as a 400 pound woman at five foot two, which is kind of crazy, but yes. they say that because of the body positivity movement to say well, a 400 pound woman beat anorexia. Is that something to celebrate hundred percent? Is it, but you have to also remember, Oh wait, now she's 400 pounds and she would ne- never was. She anorexic. didn't succeed. Okay. As an addict. I, hi guys. I'm an alcoholic and addict. Um, there, that's done. Um, <laughs> I can stop doing heroin by drinking. Have I really stopped my addiction issues? No. No. And that's the same thing. If you go from being anorexic to obese, you are still playing the same card game. You're just using a different deck. Can't believe I said that. It's on par with, I don't know if you watched the, the Adele interview with uh, yeah, Oprah. Yeah. You know, she lost weight and then her fans turned on her yeah. because how could she do that to them? Abandon them by losing the weight. Give me a break. She's a human being. A, don't be judging all the time. But that's what body positivity is about. Don't be judging all the time. That's what it used to be about. Now it's... Again, the whole point of this podcast and what my point was, was body positivity has turned into uh, judging even more than what it used to be, in my opinion. I get judged. I post a picture on Instagram or TikTok or a video on TikTok. I get judged for eating disorders because when I have a six-pack ab going into a competition, that's viewed as unhealthy. And I'm not saying that being a bodybuilding, going into a bodybuilding competition is healthy. What I'm saying though is that I don't have an eating disorder. It's not an eating disorder to weigh yeah. your food. It's and an eating disorder if you try to stay that way. And body positivity is- I know really, how you eat after a show. I know. <laughs> body positivity has turned into, if you don't fit what we see as body positive, you're not part of our group. And as you mentioned, you're a gay man. You could talk to that in the sense of the LGBTQ community. Huge issue. I mean, but any kind of look and any kind of, of disparagement between community A, B, C, and D. There are those stripes on, on the flag, on the gay flag, that all say, you know, they are separate. Yeah. It's not a wash of color that gradually changes one to the other. Exactly. It's separate groups within a group. And I, very much weight is an issue. Age is an issue, a huge issue. Um, color is an issue. You know, even amount of body hair is an issue because if you're one of those, you're not one of those. Yeah. So, I mean, we as humans tend to demark ourselves from other humans that way. 
And I think body positivity has, has grown in this huge way of saying, no, you're not part of my group. Exactly. It's become it's politicized. It's harmful. That's wrong. Seeing, I mean, shit, dude, if I saw the stuff that's on TikTok now when I was a teenager, I mean, I had bad mental health issues. I'm not going to lie. I, I had very bad body dysmorphia when I was going through my teen years into my early 20s. I was able to work around that because I ended up getting help for that. And I learned how to change my mindset and that what needed to change in me. But if I saw the shit that's on TikTok now and on Instagram now, and there's people that will be like, they'll post their pose picture. Then they'll post the, this is without good lighting. This is without a pump. That still is harmful. You could argue because the person that's posting that still is like the top 0.001% of the world that has amazing genetics and has been in it for 15 years and has crazy work ethic. And you still look at that and you're like, oh, well, I feel like shit. And then you have the other people that are telling him, you know, you're not even a real person. Like, so why does it matter to you? That person could also have body dysmorphia issues and you're invalidating them. So it's this whole messed up like jumble of just like, I have it. I'm, I'm more of a victim than you are. I'm 400 pounds. So I deserve body positivity more than you do at 300 pounds. Oh, you had an eating disorder, even though you look very, very fit. And even though you're in great shape, it doesn't apply to you. No, you aren't allowed to feel bad because you have a little bit of bloating yet. You still have a six pack ab. You're not allowed mm. to feel that way. Yes, you are. That's body positivity. It's being able to look at yourself, you as the single you person in the mirror and say, you know what, just because I have a little bit of a belly today from bloating, you know what, that's okay because bodies are bodies. It's the same to say, I love myself at 400 pounds, but I want to change something about that because I know this is not the best version of me I could be. And maybe I'm fucked for saying that. Excuse my language. You are. You're about to get huge amounts of hate now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if, if when aren't I'm you lucky? Me, you're getting noticed. Um, but <laughs> you know, I mean, ultimately, it's the self love part that comes into mind. To my mind, if you love yourself, it's not about having six packs abs, but it is about having a body that moves. It's having the ability to do things, and you know you know that when you're at that size, you're probably not healthy. And if you love yourself, you will do what it takes to get that help, to get healthy, not to get to bodybuilding fitness, but to get to healthy for you, non-judgmentally. But if you can't move, if you can't walk up the stairs without getting out of breath, there's an issue. There's also the argument that you know, I, and this is something I've said before and I've gotten a shit for it, but I'll say it again. I hardly believe that somebody that's very, very thin or, you know, is on one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum is actually living the best version of themselves they could. I don't believe that because when I, I used to be a hundred, I, I was extremely skinny when I was uh, in high school and getting out of high school. Um, I, I hated being that weak. I did not enjoy it. I, it's a lot better, even just from bringing in the groceries aspect. It's a lot easier to bring a bag of groceries into the door from the car now than it was back then. And I've been in the other end of the spectrum where when I was trying to gain a bunch of weight, I, I didn't do any cardio. I didn't do any cardio. I just wanted to get as strong as possible. And I gained a bunch of weight and I was a little bit fluffier, you know, not obese. I was overweight though. Um, and, uh, 
Then I lost all the weight. I started doing cardio and now this is the best my cardio has ever been. And I could never imagine going back to what that was. So how do you know what the best version of you is if you've never given yourself the opportunity to get there based on the assumption that you can stay exactly where you are right now because society's telling you to, because that's body positivity. It's more of a mindset than anything in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not even, and and it goes beyond health. It goes into self-love. It goes into the mindset of what is the best for me? How can I be my best? And if I can't do certain things, am I my best? You know, and, and, and in terms of longevity, I'm sorry. If, if you are overweight at 40 and you do nothing about it, where are you going to be at 60? Where are you going to be at 80? And now with the new science of longevity, where are you going to be at 95? You're going to be sitting in a chair for the last 15 years of your life because you love yourself and that's body positivity? I don't think so. To say that it's... You know, there's the argument that, oh, just enjoy yourself a little bit. We get that all the time. A lot of people listening may get this as well. You go out for dinner with some friends and you're like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need a drink. Oh, come on. Just have one. Just have one. Just have a little <laughs> bit of cake. Okay. Not, Bad not example for me. I know. I was <laughs> like, not a, not a good example for you. But, you know, I, I would get that all the time, especially when I was mm. in my younger years and I was trying to be a bodybuilding, like a competitive bodybuilder. Um, when I was 19, I would never go out to drink. I was like, oh, come out. I'm not going to drink. Oh, come on. Just have one new. No, Cause I don't want to, because this is what my goal was. And then people were like, dude, I think you have an issue with this. You're too obsessed. It's like, okay, first off I'm training for a specific reason. It's not, obs- it's a little obsession, but, um, but to say that you can enjoy anything out of life when you're in that state, like when you're trying to lose weight, they're like, oh, there's this fear that you have to give up you know, a cookie, you can't have chips, you can't have a burger. You definitely can. It's just the moderation aspect of it. You get to a point. Yeah. Maybe at first it's a little bit tougher, but once you kind of hit your stride, it's a lot easier to be able to sustain a healthy weight, sustain a healthy lifestyle. I had like um, my girlfriend or my fiance for uh, her birthday this year, got like half pound cookies or like a thousand calories each. I had five this week. I didn't gain any weight. I didn't lose any weight. I'm exactly where I need to be because I learned my body to the point where I'm like, okay, this is body positivity to me. My personal opinion of body positivity is what I am right now. To be able to say, I can eat that cookie and not feel ashamed of it. You know, if I gain a little bit of weight, if I bloat in the morning, who cares what the picture in the mirror looks like? You know, the guy staring back at me is not what I need to be worried about. It's, you know, the present mindset that I have about how I can be better for the next day. And I know that, yes, sometimes I'm going to slip up and I know that, but I have to be able to say to myself, I'm okay with that because life is a long journey and fitness is a long journey. So there's nothing wrong with slipping up once in a while. It's when you slip up and you don't do anything, but then you slip up again and you don't do anything about it. And you get a gradual progression. Incremental change can work two ways. You can use it to improve ourselves. And I'm strongly an advocate for that, but incremental change in the negative sense is the same thing. If it takes you two weeks to, to walk into the woods, it takes you two weeks to walk out. You can gain weight and lose weight the same way by not being aware of where you are and what you've done. 
One of the problems with food is that most people are either running so fast to try and accomplish things that they don't realize when they're eating or what they're eating. They don't care what they're eating as long as it's fast. And fast is generally not healthy. That's a Let's really carve good up. Point. Let's have another bowl of pasta. That's a really good point, actually, in the sense of, you know, the argument that body positivity is great because when I tried losing weight, I had ended up developing a horrible relationship with food. I don't think you had a relationship to begin with at first with food. You didn't have a good mm-hmm. one to begin with because if you're trying to lose weight and you end up with a, a really bad relationship, it's probably because you already had a bad relationship to start with, or you didn't know how to deal with that. And it's exactly what you're saying. You're trying to look for the fast results. Maybe you're trying to educate yourself through the wrong means. You listen to BS on the internet. You read a bad article. You don't understand what it takes necessarily or how long it can take. It's that fast results. And that loops back to the whole point of this, which was body positivity, where it started was amazing. And that's what it needs to stay at. It needs to stay at, it's okay to take your time. It's okay to love yourself for the whole journey. And it's okay to not necessarily get there within a year, two years, three years, but maybe you'll reach your goal at some point, whatever. It's love yourself through the whole process of what you're doing, not where it is today because social media and, and uh, you know, the news and all this, sh- this shit basically said, Chris Hemsworth is the, the male gaze or the female gaze. That's who you have to look like. And he got there within 90 days because he did this diet and he did this routine. That's not going to happen. And it's the education that's needed to prevent all of that. It is nice to know that this year's Sexiest Man Alive is, is uh, a comedian who has an okay dad bod. Who was it again? Uh, he never ages. Rom-coms. Paul. Comedians. Ant-Man. Oh, Paul Rudd. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay, because he's not a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that pointed something out. Whether it stays or not, I don't know. But, I mean, we do know that a pendulum has to swing back and forth before it rests. Yeah. So, I mean, originally, uh, body positivity was up here because it was fighting against something. And now we're on this side. We need to go back and come back and come back. Well, it's just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it overcompensates. I mean, it's like anything. It's politics. It's it's uh, everything. I mean, you go from one extreme to the other, mm. and uh, you need to be happy with yourself. That's all it comes down to. If you're happy with yourself, you're off to a great start. And then, how do you keep building onto that? How do you keep improving on yourself as well? And it's not going to be easy. It never is. But um, you know, it's a battle you have to fight every day to understand, you know, this is how I want my life to look like. This is how I want my life to be. And this is what I'm going to do to get there. Absolutely. That's it. Good. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you liked it. If not, well, we're going to do another one anyways. So <laughs> another one, another one. So we're going to have tons of guests on. We're going to have great topics. Uh, we're just hitting our stride here. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed. If you do have any questions or any topics you want us to cover, please let us know. You can comment below, DM us, and uh, we'll go from there. Anything, uh, sure. any last words? No, I think that's it. If, if, if you uh, 
think you might like to be a guest. We're looking for guests too. We have a list, but uh, we could talk about it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. My name's Matthew once again. I'm Walter. Stay safe, guys. Stay breezy. Take care.